0: something in the universe is compensating us for the karmic debt that has been both imposed upon us as well as that karmic debt we have paid. What uh, CM Bay taught about karma concerning Moors is that when Jack Johnson raised his hands in the ring as champion, our karma was over in the western hemisphere. But like the merry-go-round, if the child doesn't get off the merry-go-round, the child goes around again on the merry-go-round. We did not have the knowledge of how to get off the merry-go-round. Getting off is not this way, No, that way. Getting off is this way. <laughs> okay. And the religion that Africans in this country embraced during the early years was not spiritual religion. It was a ritual religion that paid homage to an invisible, unknown god whom most of us unfortunately assumed was a white boy and a white woman and a white baby and white angels and white humans. So with the movement of certain planetary configurations, astronomers were able to calculate that the spiritual era had begun in approximately 1965 in the Western Hemisphere. And people began receiving power from the invisible and from the power or the higher self within themselves. So the spiritual spirit is on, what we're trying to do is get rid of the fragments of mental slavery that have allowed us to believe in poverty, sickness, death, and other destructive elements. Uh, well, before I get to that, I want to make some commentary here. You want to look at the number as pieces like a jeweler looks at diamonds or other precious stones. You want to become familiar with the nine numbers. They're not just numbers, they represent power. They function in your consciousness. The reason I pointed out the fact that, and I want this sister there to to hear about this because she is in uh, an avenue where uh, large sums of money would do her program and project well and to appreciate the fact of lottery is opening yourself to the blessings of the Creator. Good folks in church that called it gambling, spiritual people called it blessings. You know, so it's a matter of point of view. Uh, my reason for promoting lottery and, and, and explanation is because I know how folks are going to play the lottery with or without information. And the old saying "He that he who is forewarned is forearmed, and that's in terms of having information about what you're doing. The other warning point is that, as I mentioned before, this game will bring another kind of spirit into the state and into the city, a spirit of gambling. And that energy is real. You will feel it. (laughs) It's to be aware of that in relationship to what your intuition is saying. There will be times when your, your spirit will tell you and give you a number to go play. (laughs) Oh, man. <laughs> and it's important to be able to appreciate that, that there's nothing in the universe the creator does not know and there's no more creator in all of the prophets or, and gods that have gone on ahead than is in each one of us they are ahead of us and we need to, to know that otherwise we will find it very difficult to love thy neighbor as thyself the first one we all need to love is ourselves. We pay homage to that concept. When you talk about love, you're talking about power, not emotion. Uh, I pointed this out. I didn't call to find out what the number was last night because I didn't want to get into another charting. But uh, you have two even numbers here. And these two even numbers produced three even numbers for Friday from Thursday. That's not always the case. Uh, What I had noted is that most of the time, the even numbers in the majority, that is when they're either two or three, sometimes it's all even as you see here, tend to produce two odd numbers. Most of the time, the combination that falls is an admixture of two even and one odd or two odd and one even. That the factor of all even and all odd is not the common happening Monday through Saturday or Sunday, if that be the case with the state of Georgia, I don't know. But bringing your mental microscope closer to what you're working with, as I pointed out, and, and in coloration so that you can get a, a clear picture and it's important to look at numbers as symbols because that's what and all they are. They, they don't have any power. They're simply figures and, and each language has its types of figures to represent its numbers. That in itself could become a meditative if you wanted to structure it like that, each one of the numbers is in its vibratory color. The reason I mention that is, again, is because one day, and probably more than once, you'll get up and put the number on, okay? Uh, it, it It has happened to me too many times for me to ignore that fact, that the relationship of your consciousness with your environment is very real the original language of this planet is symbology. But that's the creator's language. We, as human beings, interpret that language. These are simply 10 interpretations, or really nine because zero does not have an interpretation. It is everything and everywhere. But in numerology, uh, it represents divinity. When you see a number of such as 40 or 10 or 30 the zero then represents that that particular number and what it means has been divinely enhanced in three digits there's a high zero and a low zero these are both <clears throat> with the positions that they occupy if they were both in front or both in the back, then they would both represent two high numbers. You also look at the numbers from this perspective. Past five is high. Below five is low. Two high, one low. Two low, one high. You look at numbers like that. There's a period when low numbers play and a period when high numbers play. And you want to be tuned in to, to what's going on. That in itself can help you select the lead number in, in the cast chart. And, and that, that's also important. What you will note uh, as noticeable in, uh, for me, in the two states, Ohio and New York, is the devastating proliferation of the digit eight. <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes you just close your eyes like that. Pick out four or five notes with eight in it and hit it. I mean, it, it, it runs so consistently. Again, as I mentioned last Saturday, one of the digits tends to repeat itself. Thursday, six twenty-seven played. The six came back. This number here, very, really, very interesting. I got to workout here. Some of you may not be able to see this from the back of me. Uh, I don't want to take the time to put all this on the board. Is that nine, silver or white? Hmm? Silver. Yeah, uh, nine doesn't have a color. It's all the color. It's the rainbow. Uh, but I just use the silver to accentuate it. This is a workout from 627. You look at the top of the square in the middle by moving the six down, produced six hundred. See that? You see it way back there? You're Those with good eyes. <laughs> okay. And then uh, here, you move the zero down, and it produced 060 straight, which meant if you'd had a dollar on that, you'd have got six hundred dollars back. <laughs> okay. So I'm pointing out to, to illustrate that the workout produces the number. All you have to do is pay attention to the workout and not to uh, grandma's license plate and, and Aunt Jean's telephone number, you know, and six other grocery lists because that's what's going to happen when you start getting into this. Numbers will come from everywhere, you know. You look up, pick up your blouse and look on the end. There'll be a, 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 in fact, that happened. I reached over in somebody's car one day it did something and I picked up the tag on uh, the seat 069 you know. I could not get 50 cents just to try it bam 069 you know it happens I'm not saying to ignore it the guideline in this is your intuition first two your workout three your dreams four your hunches if you can keep that kind of order in your thing you, you won't waste your money because I'm you know, just as sure as we're sitting here, the, the compulsion just to play is going to get heavy. You know? yeah. OK, now, it, it's very real because of the factors I mentioned before about the desire for prophecy. We have a desire to want to know the future. Enhanced by an opportunity to win, it, it heightens that. If you lose control of that, you find yourself betting your rent money one day. Okay. So, be careful and be aware. But most importantly, be aware. Don't, don't be scared. Uh, it's like the brother walked up to me in the arcade one day and said, Brother, let me tell you something. The scared, man, can't win. And he kept walking. <laughs> you know, I don't know why he said because I probably sitting there trembling yeah. here. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit uh, about the fear. Uh, I had a couple other little antidotes here that pop up in my mind, and I'm supposed to write them down, and sometimes I don't. That's the upside. 606 is the composition of all the numbers on top. If you had played 606, you would have automatically played 600. So you would have won by simply playing the other part of 600, which is 606. Each double has a counterpart simply by doubling the other number. That's all you have to know about the two parts of a double. They're only actually, as I can't be. The other day, there actually are only 45 doubles with a second part, but there are only 90 doubles. At any given time, And one could actually play all 90 doubles and win, but they'd have to put enough on it to make it worth investing $90. A dollar straight on the number would bring you $600, and a dollar box would bring you $166. I mean, you would win something, but you would win as much as uh, you could if you were calculating. Okay, so keep these little bits and pieces in mind as we go along because each Saturday I'll give you a little bit at a time. Then at a certain point I'm gonna do a whole course on just numerology. There won't be any other information except on the numbers and on calculating and in that I'll share some other literature with you. that will help to enhance your calculating and betting process. Okay, let's get to the real bona fide information. Dr. Acid Hillard made a very important statement in his book, in in, uh, Browley's book. Uh, I don't see it on the wall. Anyway, uh, Anthony Browley? Yeah. The Browley files, yes. the African in America had lost the appetite for self-knowledge. And I assume he was making reference to the 60s and the mid-60s when Black is Beautiful concept came along and got most Black folks, if not excited, at least angry about being Black. And many did go in search of more knowledge about themselves about what it meant to be Afro American. Involved some dashikis, you know, the down the corner. <laughs> yeah, it was deep yeah, it was really interesting. But it was the budding of an interest in self. And along came the peculiar seventies and swoof, you know, both slayed out, you know. <laughs> Devil threw all kind of crack and everything else in the arena. You know, I mean, before crack, it was heroin. You know, I mean, that's almost an ancient history. Most folks don't even remember there was such a thing as heroin. A lot of black folks got stumbled or stumped on that. They didn't get too much into the chemicals, LSD, but that was all a part of the mafioso uh, who threw that stuff into the whole resurgence of culture and the idea. Of brother love, sister love, universal love was a wave of energy that the planetary configurations represented for that period uh, came along and people were interested in solving problems and changing the world and getting along. And folks went from the good earth of herb it, it, right into the devil's den. So the interest dropped down. It, this kind of decline like stock market. We went from brother man to brother to bro, right on back to n i g g r. Very interesting. You yeah. know. So to make a, an analysis of what the needs are, again, is to return to that point of identity, where we finally clarify that identity by de- by defining the terms that we self-knowledge of the three-dimensional man, spirit, mind, and body, and then by the spiritual practices gain the revelation of oneself, which should and will in time bring one to the level of G-O-D, God, generator, operator, destroyer. That's the goal, that's the intent, that's the purpose of whatever I'm doing here in this body of knowledge. And if any academia delays that, it is a stumbling block. Spirituality is not an intellectual pursuit. The intent, in other words, is not to read all of the books in here (laughs) or any other bookstore, but to gain the knowledge of who you are, what you are, and where you are, so that you gain access to your power, to your true identity is that of God, as mentioned in John chapter 10, 31 to 36. That's the purpose. The Codex Inscriptus of Moorish Science, which is now referred to and being translated as Masonic Science, and as Metaphysics, Cosmology, and other aspects of the same one ancient Kemetic Science, is to assist one in understanding The spiritual format of your nature and to give entrance to the spiritual purpose for your being here as an individual first. I don't feel that there's going to be any enormous collective movement that's going to embrace all of the Africans in America or the Africans in Africa uh, under one religious banner, but under a spiritual banner, from within us, the real unity will take place. Those of us that are left after the big broom gets sweeping. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's look at the uh, scriptures first. What we're doing here is taking a serious look at the book of Revelation, understanding the directive of Revelation solves a lot of problems for us as students and spiritual initiates. We're not trying to predict or find the prediction of earthquakes and the devil coming and Jesus coming and 144 thousand pure ones coming and changing everything for us and cleaning up everything for us. That's pretty much fundamentalism in their approach. Based on the law of correspondence As within, so without it, it could well happen. But in the meantime, while that's a supposition and a prophecy reported in that particular directive, the concern is what the clue of Revelation tells us, where the Revelation is to come from and what the Revelation is about. Take the book and eat it. And he took the book and he ate it. And it was sweet in his mouth and bitter in his stomach. The little book he's talking about is the book of Revelation, the knowledge of self put inside because it's about inside yourself. That's one of the major keys. The guideline post is the Lamb of God. That's what we're going to look at today. That's English. That's not a very good character of Lam. That's the ancient language, so called Ottoman. Approximately, not very well, how the penile gland looks. The character Lam is symbolically a representation of your penile gland that is not in your forehead, but is centered in your brain near the central ventricular organ of the brain. It is considered the general of the head and the body in terms of the major glands in the body in terms of giving directive, It is also a part of the faculty of your spiritual eye that you see through, not with. It is also a part of the physiological faculty that allows the filtering out of the center of the brain of melanin into the body. Very important gland. One of the major glyphs that has been so popularized uh, in and I do quote Egyptian symbology and Egyptian knowledge is that of what is called the eye of horse which I've looked at and in all of the portrayals the dot there is black, uh, which represents this <clears throat> primal substance that, according to both archaeologists and geologists, has no depth. None of the books in terms of the European occult or metaphysical or New Age writers mentions melon. Wait a minute, that's not true. Uh, there's one that does. Was written in '80. Uh, a, a doctor who's under a, a East Indian yogi. He shows the millennial sites, but he doesn't tell what it, what it does. but He doesn't change that. The Christ idea is not the person, but nature. Its location in the body is the entire brain, actually, but essentially the upper part of the brain, as I have depicted here. I didn't wear my fez today, I forgot about it, but I did illustrate, I think, for those that were here previously, that in the fez, there are four portals on top of the fez that are approximately the size of a quarter. What you notice about all of the money in the United States, it only has the president's head on it. There's only one piece of money that has the whole body on it. Anybody know what that piece of money is? Yeah. Right. Very good. And he's sitting in a uh, wrong position. No, no, yeah. sitting on a throne. Oh, sitting a throne Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Abraham Lincoln was uh, accused by the press after he proposed to set the African free. They drew him in a cartoon character in one of the papers with Moorish clothes on and the turban holding a big sword. It's a joke. He's one of the two presidents that refused to become a Mason. And we both know what happened to both of them. Who was the other one? Kennedy. These two portals represent the um, four circular areas in your brain. Let me draw this as an idea. That's the top of your head. When they those four portals are opened, then your crown chakra becomes fully illumined. Not only that, but in the process of of the crown chakra opening, before it opens, it draws energy from the rest of the chakras up to itself. Now, the important thing of understanding the significance of melanin in relationship to the chakra is that that is what the primal substance that is black does. It absorbs light. It's very interesting because actually in the creation it does it in reverse. It sends it out first. Out of the darkness cometh the light. In the physical body it draws the energy up to itself and then it radiates. It then it sends it back out. The crown chakra represents godhood. It is the place of your, or the house or and the throne Of the divinity awake in you, of your Christ awake in you. The whole concept that you see in the Bible of uh, sitting at the right hand of the Father on his throne, which is your own head is the throne, the seat of Godhood, the seat of power, the seat of super-consciousness, divine knowledge and awareness. A different kind of knowledge, says most of the writers, than intuitive flashes <coughs> intuitive insights. Clear and deeper knowledge. One can then think from the Christ level of their own consciousness. Okay, I, I, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself here or not. Let me yeah, do this. masonic symbol that represents mastership and masonic lore the spirit shows you this symbol in light when this is open that's to emphasize the fact that symbology sacred geometry numerology comes from the creator interpreted by men not from men That says you not only have the light, you are the light. One of the reasons you want you want to see that one. Okay, I want to read you this one page on the chakra. Of the books that I've looked at, this seems to be the most expedient one in terms of Uh, practical information, the the, the handbook of chakras. The rest of them kind of dibble-dabble, and then some of them give you so much information, you know, it's just, it's out of the way, you know. There is such a thing as intellectually overeating. You you really don't get anything from it. Uh, This level is about how to do it, not not, not what it is, you know, in terms of being able to sit down and drink up pot of coffee or tea and argue with your buddies and make them sound dumb. You sound really something we like to do. The purpose and function of the seventh chakra. The crown chakra is the seat of highest human perfection and is often represented as hoovering above the head, as is seen. Not just in this one here, but where's my book? About that hoovering, the reason I'm making a point of it is because there are chakras above your head when your spiritual pole is raised up. That is when the Queen of the South is raised up to condemn this generation. I'll deal with that symbolism just a minute. I think they got illustrating words hoovering. Not there. Oh. Fine illustrations here. Uh, somehow, okay, I don't have anything hoopering. I was going to show you that. There's nothing hoovering. Okay. Uh, this particular symbol will be seen in the third eye. Here is what it represents. I don't want to try to get too fancy here. I've spent a lot of time doing that. That's where it is. Okay. These are your your nostrils. All right. The dot is your pinot gland. The moon is cool air. That, thats It's a very accurate symbol, and what you're doing in meditation, what you're doing in pranayama, or any practice or science of breathing, or in any chanting, moving prana through the body, is what you're doing. And, and the nose plays a very dramatic part in that. It is given the name of Om or Aum, which is also in both English and ancient divine names, Amen. But what we're, we're then talking about is a particular sound. What we are doing is duplicating, imitating those sounds in our practice. What the science and your spirit will do, it will make those sounds in their origin as those or that particular center awakens. You'll hear it very subtly. Uh, I, I sat down by a, I won't tell you what master, uh-huh, by a master's picture, just to sit down. I didn't go there to try to meditate or anything. His picture was on the wall, and it was a chair by his picture. And I just went over there to sit down. And as I sat down, the sound of who went, who straight up, you know. I mean, you know, I didn't do anything, just sitting there, you know. But s- such energy from certain spiritual beings is so powerful, you just come anywhere near it, and it affects your, your nature. Okay, let me get back to this here. I got a couple other things that kind of just move to the back of my head. Sometimes it's, I come here with certain things to tell you, and the spirit goes, "Don't give it up." <laughs> you know, that's how it goes, <laughs> you know. I had something really I wanted to share with the spirit, <laughs> wouldn't let it out, you know. I tried it two or three times, I'd be on the buses Well, I'll tell them about this, I'll write it down, I can't find the paper and stuff, you know. <laughs> well, that's where it goes, okay, so. Uh, just as somebody, this young lady here, that was emphasizing this young lady has on here, which means that she's somewhere near the, the vibration. When you're wearing a particular color, your arc, your chakras, your centers are near, if not vibrating on that color. That's why you pick it out in the morning as opposed to that one or that one or that one. I, I'm not talking about the day you look in the drawing, and ain't nothing in there. You get nothing <laughs> nothing in there. <laughs> but uh, we tend to pick our colors that, that we are vibrating That's very important to know because it's very encouraging uh, as well as informative once you understand the significance of each color vibration. Uh, Just as all the colors of the spectrum are united in colorless light, the highest chakra unites in itself all the energies of the lower chakra. It is the source and starting point for the manifestation of all other chakra energies. Here we are connected with the level of being which contains all non-manifest forms and character. So we're at a, let me hit on this and I'll get to the vibration of color. At at this point here, you're on target towards not just G-O-D, but zero, 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 zara, 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 omnipresence, omnipotence, omnipower, that's where you go after you become God. But here is your contact for higher up here. Here is your contact for higher up here. Okay. So you, you got three different things to do, right? First you got to become M-A-N, Master, Able and Noble. Then you become G-O-D, Generator, Operator, Destroyer. Then you become Zara, 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 Omnipotence, Omnipower present. That that's the spiritual directive. It doesn't matter what religion you're in, that that's the way nature is shaped. That it has nothing to do with what you believe or don't believe. That's where you're going because you are who and what you are. Okay. Maybe not this time. How about next time? <laughs> okay. Uh, let me get to this Whatever we understood intellectually and later intuitively now reaches the point of complete comprehension. The awareness given to us by the seventh chakra goes far beyond the knowledge conveyed by the third eye chakra. For here, we are no longer separated from the object of our perception. We experience the most varied expressions of creation, that is, our own bodies. We experience the most varied expressions of creation, that is, our own bodies. Very important point, the universe we live in lives in us. We are replicas of the universe. The head, Aries, bent over backwards, touching the feet, Pisces, is a circle of 360 degrees of 12 types of personalities and 12 variations of power. That's a short version of a metaphysical study of self. We'll get into the 12 signs in the next session. We'll start those. I'm trying to find this segment on the violet ray here. I got it marked. When your crown chakra begins to open, you will experience more and more moments when the division between inner being and outer life recedes into the background. Your consciousness is completely calm and open, and you experience your real self as part of the omnipresence, pure being, which contains all matter. As the development of the crown chakra increases, these moments occur more frequently until they become permanent realities. When yourself is ready for this final step of enlightenment, it may happen quite suddenly. You will feel as if you have woken from a long dream that you are finally now beginning to live in reality. There will be no backward steps in your development. You have transformed yourself into an empty vessel, and the divine being fills this bowl to the rim. You realize you have found your true self, the only permanent reality. Your individual ego has been transformed into a universal ego. You translate the purpose of the Creator into action in your behavior, and the light you radiate opens the hearts of those receptive for the presence of the Divine. The violet ray is given as the emanation of the heart, or excuse me, the crown chakra. Inside the crown chakra, meaning here the upper part of the head, which is a thousand petals. The petals simply represent the geometric emanation of your spiritual nature, which, of course, produces perfect order. If you see that, then your entire spirituality, humanity, psychology, then is in perfect order. At that stage, you can't make any mistakes. You're divinely and accurately guided. You're given the right information at the right time. You have the power you need at the right time. And whatever you need or and want or desire is yours simply by divine will or willing it. By the power of God within yourself. <laughs> Good evening. This is the second part of the 12 signs of Jacob and the 12 sons of Zodiac. And my reasoning is to further illustrate the real meaning of those 12 sons in the scriptures, in the esoteric level of biblical knowledge. Religion deals with doctrine in its belief system, the knowledge of the Son of God uh, towards the unity, or the knowledge of the Son of God towards uh, the unity of uh, Christ, deals with the knowledge of human and divine nature. So we're moving towards this knowledgeable entrance into Uh, the esoteric bible uh, the, the book that black folks have and don't have at the same time if truth has a foundation then it doesn't change not only does it not change but it changes the one who applies it to him or herself that's the nature of truth Blavatsky is a credit with having stated there is no religion higher than truth, which is quite accurate. In terms of identifying the differentiations of truth, in terms of different religions and different scriptures, if that truth raises, changes, transforms your consciousness, then it's valid truth. If it does not do that, then it's information. And, of course, there's nothing wrong with information, but the, the, the clarity of spiritual pursuit is to find truth and to be impacted by that truth. So that brings us to this level of Moorish science. And before I, I do this, I want to uh, re insigniate this 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 has become my most recent revelation you you, you both have seen that on the koran circle 7 and what i did not cognize until recently that that's in the bible you know and uh, it's it's universally Uh, significant first to those that believe in the the pamphlet, the Koran Circle 7, and to anyone in search of universal truth because this is universal. It it deals with nature in its numerical value as well as in its geometrical value. In uh, Proverbs chapter 9 verse 1, is what you want to record when you get home to your holy book the holy writ as it's called in science you can check this out wisdom has built her house she hath hewn out her seven pillars she has killed her beasts she has mingled her wine she hath also furnished her table. Now, here's the con- this is the concept here of table. This is the concept of her beast. The beast this particular uh, proverb is referring to is the beast in the sky in terms of the 12 zodiacal outlines of the 12 constellations. The word zodiac in the Greco-Latin language means circle of animals. In uh, the Hebrew, the word zoar means both beast and zodiac, you see. So, the, the concept of circle is written, not drawn, but it's still symbological representation. The seven pillars are the seven cosmic laws of the universe. That's why the Kibalian is such a significant piece of literature. As well as at this particular juncture of astrology, the count was seven planets for our solar system. Uh, it, it's still true because the Sun and the Moon are not planets, they're luminaries. Uh, the, virtually the Moon takes its sunlight or light energy from the sun. It doesn't really emanate a, a light energy. But it has energy, of course, because it's in motion. But uh, th- this particular proverb makes reference to that. And I, I wanted to tie that in uh, because, like I said, it was a, a, a subtle revelation, no earth no, no earthquaking kind of insight, but certainly one significant. Uh, in, in the process of making knowledge make sense and applicable to understanding self. Uh, I've already pointed out in other lectures that this is the only book black folks have in the the population count. We don't have the Quran. A, A small few do. The majority of black folks, anywhere in America you go, nine of the people out of ten in that city black will have this book. They may not have the dictionary, (laughs) but they'll have a Bible. It may be dusty, but they'll have it. (laughs) Okay, we're looking at the last six signs of the twelve signs of Zodiac in relationship to the twelve sons of Jacob as a symbolological representation by name. Okay? It's not by person. It's by name, another area that theology does not enter into. And it's important, if you're going to study scripture, that you have this dictionary. There are only a couple available, there are more esoteric dictionaries, but the metaphysical Bible dictionary is available, easy to find, that gives an esoteric, a hidden meaning of the biblical names of people, places and things in the scripture. When that name is taken out of the scripture, it does not necessarily apply. It applies only to the biblical system, the Kabbalistic system used to construct biblos, Holyos biblos, the holy book, the holy body, That's what holy Bible means, which means body of light holios means fire, energy, light biblos means book, book means body we stopped uh, just before Gad with the uh, um, twelve sons and the chapter is Genesis chapter 49 that all of these sons' names are given here but the foundation of Jacobite astrology in terms of the 12 names of the the 12 signs uh, began actually in an earlier part of Genesis in showing how Jacob produces these 12 sons with four mothers and of course the mother's sign is what anybody know what's what's the planet that governs the mother no, it can't be Earth. Cancer. <laughs> Cancer is, is, is governed by what planet? The moon. And how many phases of the moon are there? There are four. Okay. How many sons? Twelve sons? Four? Women? Four phases of the moon? Jacob is the son and father. He's the son of Isaac. But he's the father of the twelve. So uh, uh, in retranslation, Jacob would be Ra. And Ra in Kemetic knowledge is the son. We've looked at Reuben, Simon, and Levi, Judah. Zebulun, Issachar, and now we're looking at Dan. First thing I want to do is, uh, uh, not Dan, I mean, uh, we looked at Dan. We're looking at Gad. I I made that mistake once before. Looking at Gad, which is uh, Genesis chapter 49, verse 19. Now here's the first esoterica of Gad, if you take note of this. The, Kabbal- the Kabbalists just simply supplemented this vowel for that vowel to get generator, operator, destroyer. I'm abbreviating these. The brain, generator, O, operator, the soul, D, destroy the sacral vertebrae, where the cosmic energy, the cosmic fire comes up, and the coil lines of spirit, kudalini, comes up out of the sacral vertebrae. That's what makes you God. When those three are illuminated and activated, then you have the nature of God. Functioning. We all have it dormant. The idea in spiritual work is to become an active God functioning God. Uh, Gad is also the head, which is revealed in uh, the brief verses in this chapter and also in uh, Deuteronomy 33. Gad, a troop, shall overcome him, but he shall overcome at the last. So, so there isn't very much told in that particular verse. Okay. The troop, of course, are ideas, thoughts. So we turn to Deuteronomy 33 to get the rest of the take on Gad. Verse 20. Deuteronomy 33 verse 20. Write that down. And of Gad, he said, blessed is he that enlargeth Gad. He dwelleth as a lion and careth the arm with the crown of the head. Okay. What operates the hands, the arms, is the brain. Okay. It's a very smooth way of making reference not only to the head, but to the direct reference to Ares, and its spirituality is the crown of the head, that's where the crown chakra is. The, the, the part of the brain that functions from the superconscious level of mind. So it's, it's an excellent uh, reference. It, it's really excellent poetry, what is called wisdom poetry, when you get into this level of, of knowledge. It's, it's quite beautifully rendered. And he provided the first part for himself because there is a portion of the lawgiver was he sealed and he came with the heads of the people he executed the justice of the lord and his judgments with israel now who is the lord the lord is who That's Lord. His law, the universal law, is Lord. He who embodies the law is the Lord. Okay. He executed the justice of the Lord, which would then be law. He came with the heads of the people. The, the head, the divine head the Godhead. That's why there's only the head of presidents on the coin. That's headquarters. Okay. Okay. And there are four of them, right? Four quarters equals what? A dollar. No, it doesn't. Four quarters equals what? It's right on the tip of the same mind. which you said a dollar. But it's not a dollar it equals. So one okay. God and I are one says Jesus okay. Here, here's the four quarters right there see them okay. they're, they're the same size as a quarter okay, okay. Uh, and of Dan he said Dan is a lion's wealth he shall leap from Bashan, a lion's wealth is the child of. Okay? Though Gad is the, the Godhead, he is still the son of someone. Okay, the son of, in this science, would be the son of the zodiac. Okay. As I mentioned, or should have mentioned, I mentioned outside we're talking. What we're do, doing is we're not talking about astrology. We're talking about zodiac science, zodiac knowledge, in terms of symbolic interpretation. See, the, the twelve signs were translated into twelve names, and what you do is retranslate them from twelve names back to twelve signs. That's okay, so how you get an understanding of how they're functioning in this book. Okay, now let me read the meaning of the name Gad. Gad, Hebrew. Fortune, fortunate, good fortune, abundance, dispenser of fortune, lot, seer, organized division, assembly, troop, the god Jupiter. That's all what Gad means. The metaphysical meaning of Gad is the faculty of power Let the horseman Gad be blessed, it says. The horse always means power in the scriptures. But still mostly on the personal plane and not lifted to truly spiritual expression. The faculty of power. Okay. Now, in, in the 12 glands, or the 12 powers of man, the the, the the faculty of power is in the throat, okay, but here is the physical man, the organism of man. each sign represents a part of the physiological body okay. The real power machine of the physical body is the brain okay so the, the, this reference here of horse as power would be in reference to the brain itself. Which, of course, is the complete brain is the cerebral nervous system which extends from the crown of the head all the way all the way to the very soles of your feet. That's the mind of man. The brain is in the cranium, but the mind is throughout the human body. Okay. So, in putting these astrological Symbol parts together, one comes up with the, the, the particular meaning of Gad in, in reference to uh, the sign of Aries. Uh, the, the key and functioning word again being hid. Of course, here it, it gives directly uh, the, the Hebrew concept: God means Jupiter, or the God of the Gad rather means the God Jupiter. Okay, but but that's in. A Kabbalistic Jewish system, okay? Not in other systems, as it's an input uh, in their particular system. Okay. I got any more little notes here? I wanted to. that's the seventh sign, Gad. the eighth sign is Asher Uh, Asher is Taurus and we go immediately to the names not name that makes reference to this concept Asher the reason I am obliged to say that because here is a rendering of the name or concept Asher In Revelations it's spelled this way okay, But, but that Asher and that Asher are not the same, Uh, the 12 tribes of Israel are not the 12 sons of Jacob, that's another concept that's dealing with astronomy, so I I don't want to get disrupted by that at this point because we're going to do a piece on the 12 constellations. The first Asher, the one we made reference to in uh, let's see Genesis chapter 40, and I want to give you the verses so you can look this up. Of course, if you read the one page, because there's only one page, it, it, uh, it covers the whole concept of chapter. Verse 24 uh, is where Asher begin and of Asher he said let Asher be blessed with children let him be acceptable to his brethren and let him dip his foot in oil this is Deuteronomy let's turn back to Genesis Deuteronomy 33 verse 24 verse 20 Genesis 49 verse 20 out of Asher his bread shall be fat, and he shall yield royal dainties." <laughs> A very brief concept with uh, two significant words that don't seem to go together, royal dainties, you, you know, didn't good, except in, in terms of breaking uh, the symbol uh, uh, of the hidden idea of Taurus. Let me me read you the meaning of Asher and Asher, so that you, you can see what I'm talking about in your own consciousness rather than have me explain it all. Asher, straight, straightforward, prosperous, happiness, blessedness. Now look at this, here's, a, here's another spelling of Asher. All those of the same name, okay? Variating in spelling. And then of course May as well put this one up there while I'm doing it. All the same name. Now we're going to read them. Asherah A-S-H-E-R-A. Straight, upright, a pillar, fortunate, happiness. The same concept we just read. Asher is thought to be the same as Ashtoreth in many places in the Bible. Asherah seems to relate directly to the groves where Asheroth was worshipped and to the image themselves. Asherah, Asheroth are usually mentioned in connection with Baal. Okay, and here's what most Christians don't know. This is Baal's name. I forget, I think it's Jose where Jehovah says, my name is no longer Baal, it is now Jehovah. Okay, If I'm not mistaken, it's in um, the book of Hosea. But look at this. That's Bayal, Bayanil. Those are two Moorish titles. Bayal is not what Christian theology presents it as. Let me see. We're talking about the names now. Understand the difference. We're not talking persona. We're talking names, meaning of, for the understanding of the central theme that is in relationship to the circle of the twelve. We're breaking this information down, okay? So you don't get caught up in the, the uh, other stuff. <laughs> okay, Asher. Blackness, black, aurora, the dawn, morning. Break forth, become free, a free man, successful. That's Asher where's the other one here, This one, here it is here Asherah, Asheroth pillars, columns, groves, groves a shrine of the goddess Asherah is the meaning of the name Asheroth the temples and groves of Asheroth were the sacred shrines where worship of the Phoenician Venus was practiced in licentious ways What's the uh, planet that governs Taurus? Anybody know? Just mention it. No, Venus. Venus. Venus governs both Libra and Taurus. It is a feminine energy, feminine planet. See, That's why you have Royal dainty, dainty making reference to the feminine aspect; royal that to the divine aspect. See, the, the The concept royal is not only applied to that of king and queen, but also to that of gods and goddesses. Okay, and that, and that's reason it's a little bitty uh, one-liner information describes uh, Asher in in this uh, presentation of the twelve sons of Jacob. Otherwise, it, it won't make any sense. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the other phenomena, because I, uh, a, a bunch of preachers have read that particular chapter. and All they can do is shake their head. It's a mystery unto me and only unto God. <laughs> you, you know, I, I don't like to mock the brothers too, too much, but I, I know what, what doors are closed to them because they don't have the keys to unlock it. You know, not only that they're virtually afraid of the keys, they would unlock it. Yeah. M- most fundamental ministers, not, they don't step away from astrology, they jump away. <laughs> you know, And they don't get uh, any kind of symbological training in their Bible uh, classes, their Bible school. They, they don't deal with symbology. Yeah. Except the, the the basic little ones that are in the Bible dictionaries and the Bible encyclopedias, you know, very little ones. You know, then they can't, usually can't apply them. Okay, I think we covered all of the names in reference to Asherah or Asher. That should be, what, four? One, two, three, four, actually five. Okay. So this is Taurus. Uh, uh, that is Asher. Taurus is also second house. That's a house of money. And as I read two or three of these, you you saw or heard that concept being given. Let me reread it again, Asher. Straight, straightforwardness, prosperous, happiness, blessedness. Asherah, straight, upright, a pillar, fortunate, happiness. I think it's one more that also renders this whole one of the astonishing things about this particular name, Asherah, is that it states it has blackness, black, aurora, the dawn, and also become free. Yeah. A very, very interesting rendering of that particular name, a free man, and also, in reference to money, uh, it renders it successful, is the meaning of Asher. Okay. Okay. Naphtali is the next sign. Uh, In Genesis chapter 49 verse 21. Now this is one I had to wrestle with a bit uh, because it, it virtually gives almost little or no idea of the meaning of this particular verse. Naphtali is a hind let loose. He giveth goodly words. Okay, you know, really obscure. You know, so you got to hunt around to find some assistance in appreciating that little dab of a hint. So back to Genesis. I mean, uh, Deuteronomy thirty-three. And of Naphtali he said, "O Naphtali." Satisfied with favor and full with the blessing of the Lord, possessest thou the West, listen carefully to this now, possessing thou the West and the North, and the South. Okay, we need to stop there. Okay. Naphtali? Yes, sir. Naphtali. Possessing thou the West and the South. This is the East. This is the West. This is the South. Okay. Okay. Constellationally, this would be this constellational area here. Okay. We know it's not Sagittarius. We know it's not Libra, because we know who Libra is. So the only one it could be, would be Scarpio. Okay. All right. Now let's see if we get further verification of that, of Natale. But well, that's the east and the south, which we really, usually don't look at, the, the, we, or rather the, the west and the south. Yes you do, we look at southwest. And so let me jump back here to Deuteronomy 33, verse 23. Yeah, okay, that, that's, that's all that's given for Naphtali. That's comprehensible, as I mentioned. The the other verse is virtually almost incomprehensible in reference to uh, Scorpio, certainly. It doesn't. Let me see here. Hold on just a second. I got another. There should be another piece here that helps me out. it. (laughs) That's all the clue, the clue that particular one gives. Uh, The the biggest part of it, of course, is the directional concept uh, on the chart itself, in terms of west and south. And we'll we'll get to who the other two is, which by process of elimination it only leaves Scorpio as being uh, Naphtali. I I got another uh, verse to put that in, but I have to find it here. It's not kicking back into my head right away. The next one is Joseph. Joseph is a fruitful bog, even a fruitful bog by a well, whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him but his bow abode in strength and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob from thence is the shepherd the stone of Israel can anybody guess who that might be? He's given the the first two major clues right bow and arrow pretty clear and uh, that, which again astonishes me, why they were so symbolically uh, magnifying certain signs and so obscure about others. You know, it's really very interesting. One of the other problems is that these twelve suns are part of the twelve constellations, but they change in position when you move towards the zodiac for constellational observation. Okay. Uh, then some of the names two of the names are left out and two other names are added but uh, I don't want to get into dealing with that right now even by the God of thy father who shall help thee and by the almighty who shall bless thee and with blessings of heaven above blessings of the deep that lieth under blessings of the breasts and of the womb the blessings of thy father have prevailed Above the blessings of thy progenitors unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills, they shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separated from his brethren." Okay? I mean, it's quite a few laurels thrown at the feet of the 30 degrees of Sagittarius. You know. But Sag- Sagittarius is governed by Jupiter, which is the greater beneficiary of the solar system. The energy of what is called good fortune, great fortune, great blessings is the energy of the planet Jupiter. The key here is to understand that all 12 signs are in reference to all 12 parts of each one of us. The 30 degrees that we're born under, we're given the greater influence of that particular planet under those 30 degrees at the time of our birth. So that we have more of those 30 degrees than of the other 11 signs you know. but we're certainly being affected solaristically by all of the the planets as they deposit their energy into our ionis stratus hemisphere okay we're not receiving direct waves from some billions of miles from one planet to the earth that isn't how it's happening In this turning, in this motion, these planets are throwing energy towards our solar system. See, and and it takes some time for it to travel here. It isn't dust energy, it is electromagnetic light energy. And so it's traveling at the speed of light. But that isn't tomorrow. Just like when you look up and see the sun, that's not the sun. That's a sun spot the Sun has moved on. Okay? That's how fast this solar system is moving and how fast we are moving in our orbital flight around the Sun. But it continues to deposit this life-giving intelligent energy. What we learn when we become intelligent is that the universe has always been intelligent and we're just discovering it. You okay? So we don't have to put order in the universe, we simply have to comprehend the order that's already, has always been here. How it affects us on an energy, intelligent level is a part of the study of astrology and, and the practice application part of that science. Benjamin is the next sign, verse Uh, Okay, well first let me read the name Joseph so that you at least have that presented also. Is another phenomenon. It's almost two pages of. Of course, it, it's a big key in the whole astrological story of the twelve sons. I guess is why the emphasis is there. And Joseph plays a big part in rendering the knowledge of uh, the, the concept of twelve. He, he's the one who had the the many coats of color, okay, twelve colors, which is again. A representation of not just 12 signs but 12 powers as well, in, in terms of color being an emanation from an electromagnetic center. Joseph, whom God will add to, God shall increase, he shall increase progressively from perfection unto perfection. The meaning of Joseph. I'm not going to read all this stuff here, metaphysical meaning of Joseph. The state of consciousness in which we increase in character along with lines. We not only grow into a broader understanding, but there is an increase of vitality and substance. Joseph is especially representative of the realm of forms. He was clothed with a coat of many colors. He was a dreamer, an interpreter of dreams, which is part of the uh, psychic ability of Sagittarius. They are not only dreamers, but they are also given the propensity towards prophecy, prophetic insight. I I prefer the word visionary. This faculty has the power to throw onto the screen of visibility in substance and life forms every idea that the mind may conceive. While the imagination is a very necessary faculty and is powerful and productive, yet it is belittled and often derided and scorned by the other faculties of the mind while they are unawakened spiritually, while they are functioning in intellectual consciousness instead of true spiritual understanding. He's talking about why Joseph was so belittled by his uh, his brothers. He mentions that he had this vision, this dream, of seeing uh, his brothers and his father bowing to him. You know, and Of course that would provoke uh, jealousy among any group of brothers, but it, it's the faculty of imagination that is, in the, the metaphorical sense, belittled by the rest of the brain, because that's the last faculty that the immature mind trusts. You know, because it's so constantly active. But, but it's the key to creativity. It is the key to prosperity. It is the key to healing. It is the key to magic. It is the key to miracle working. It's imagination. Under the dynamic influence of the soul's power, not the brain's power. Okay? Like the brain, when you hear the word psychic abilities, that's talking about your brain. When you hear the word soul ability, that's talking about your inner self. And those powers are over and above the brain's abilities. Okay? The, the, the uh, extrasensory uh, perception concept, ESP, all brain abilities. That's essentially what the Masons gain access to in their earlier entrance into there. 32 degrees. They get psychic abilities of of varied kinds, including the sisters in the Eastern Star. Joseph is also the one that uh, becomes the more in the Scriptures. Because he becomes, quote, Egyptian. And it's given the the position of, uh, let's see, Genesis chapter, I think it's Genesis 42. Let me double check here. Yes, okay. Now here's one of the evidences of the meaning of more in the scriptures, one of them verse 30. Write these down. Genesis 42 verses 30 and 33. Now this is after uh, Joseph's brothers have sold him into slavery and are going back empty-handed after having met Joseph Okay, years later and they didn't even recognize him. Okay. Now here's the, 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 the logics of deduction. If the Jews were white, then the sons of Jacob would be white. If they went back to Egypt and Joseph was sitting on the throne among a 99.9 percent black population and they saw Joseph and they couldn't recognize him, what color would Joseph be? (laughs) You you know, in, in deduction, okay? But that is what the verse is for. It's to identify the on-taking uh, idea of the so-called Jew, which is not Jew, but Jewel Hebrew, which is not Hebrew, but her web uh, uh, being presented as Lord of the Earth Here's the verse. He's, uh, uh, one of the sons is talking to Jacob after they've returned without the grain that they went to get. Okay. The second time, uh, just before the famine famine began uh, in Israel in, in Canaan rather the man who is the lord of the land spack roughly to us and took us for spies of the country Okay, then go back down to verse 33 and the man the lord of the country said unto us hereby shall I know that ye are true men there's a concept there lord of the the land, lord of the earth, lord of the country, lord of the, the earth again. He was governor. Joseph had become governor, which is one of the definitions that Wallace Budge gives for this hieroglyphic. Let me do it right here. I don't This is how he renders this particular glyph, and gives only the consonants for more. Okay? But wh- among those concepts, this is uh, the definition, one of the definitions he gives for more, along with captain, governor, okay? and uh, landlord is another concept. Landlord, lord of the land is given for um, more, which is the meaning of more, Lord of the Earth. But in that concept, one is not talking directly about the physical Earth first, but he's talking about the body Earth. Okay? Your Earth is your physical body. The same elements that are in the physical Earth are in your physical body. If you master your physical body, you master the elements of the Earth that's the principle in spiritual development and uh, the the work of self-mastery okay, I hope I didn't deviate too far from where we were here in terms of rendering Joseph okay Okay, the next one is Benjamin. Benjamin shall raven as a wolf, or rage. In the morning he shall devour the prey. At night he shall divide the spoils. So we have to turn to Deuteronomy 33 again to look at Benjamin. verse 12 And of Benjamin he said the beloved of the Lord shall dwell in safety by him and the Lord shall cover him all the way all the day long listen carefully to this and he shall dwell between his shoulders I'll read it again And of Benjamin he said the beloved of the Lord shall dwell in safety by him and the Lord shall cover him all the day long, and he shall dwell between his shoulders. Okay, the first thing, this is the first key here, the Lord shall dwell in safety by him, and the Lord shall cover him all the day long. What, What covers your body? it's so common that we don't even think about it as being a covering it's our skin right mm-hmm. now what dwells between your shoulders no, it, no, no you just went above your shoulders when you went up there no the skeletal system dwells between your shoulders The bone structure is what Capricorn governs, and the skin, okay, those are all under the influence of Capricorn. Very, very cleverly done, very cleverly done. Okay, let's look at the name Benjamin, son of the right hand is Benjamin. Ben means son, Jamin, hand, or right hand. Son of good fortune, son of prosperity, son of happiness, son of the south. Productiveness. Metaphysical meaning: faith and active, accomplishing faith in the consciousness of man. Then they, they give a rendering here of some activities in Chronicles, I don't want to deal with that. Benjamin is established in consciousness, expressed as strong, courageous, and conquering thoughts. Mighty men of valor is a reference of Benjamin. It doesn't help the, the concept of a Capricorn that much, uh, except in terms of courage and strength is one of the, uh, some of the attributes of Capricorn. but It doesn't lend that much to it. The the, the big key here is son of the right hand, the one in charge and with authority. Capricorn is in charge of uh, one of the three. It's in charge of the wealth of the world. The material wealth of the world is given under the guise of, of 30 degrees of Capricorn. Uh, I, mean, I don't want to do a rendering of each sign yet. I'm going to do that, uh, an astrological rendering of each each sign in, in groups of fours. I think as what I'll deal with. So I'll only do three classes on them. Uh, the the what I my intent is to give the group, the, the astrological representation of the sun, and then send them to the uh, astrology book to read their own sign. It's kind of an introduction to each sign, Or and one should always read the opposite of their 30 degrees. For Sagittarius has Gemini, and what's yours? Cancer. Cancer, it's Capricorn. Okay. Because you find you meet your opposite, often marry your opposite. You know. David yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's energy harmony there. You know, uh, uh, if if there isn't other aspects that, that carries uh, the Capricorn beyond their uh, correlation with uh, emotional energy. Earth energy in its logics finds itself able to absorb the warm energy of the Cancerian. Uh, The problem of Capricorn is they keep so much inwardly you can't tell by their external expression how you're impacting them, you know. They're very inner persons that feel inside and think inside, you know. So, you have to look for results from Capricorn if you're trying to read them, not, not their expression. It doesn't, it doesn't tell what, what they're thinking. They're stable, uh, and definitely strong in character, particularly if they have acquired confidence, and, and most proficient and successful if they've found either their talents or their skills. You know, they're the exemplary, factor of human beings actually being born to succeed. Human nature is designed to succeed on this planet. It's what we do to the psychology of the mind that disenfranchises each individual from their own powers and abilities. The illusions have as much of an effect upon our human psychology as truth does. If we buy the illusion first, we'll believe it as readily as if it were the truth. And we begin functioning from that uh, particular viewpoint. And for black folks, it's been the illusion of inferiority. We've learned how to fail and Translate that to our children so that they don't expect to succeed. Except those extraordinary individuals who grab a hold of their talent and, and illuminate their imagination. If you can get it, if you can see it, you, you can do it. You know, the, the key about imagination, children need to learn that early. Much of learning is not so much of memorizing as it is seeing. If they can see how it works, you know, see what it means, see what it does, then they can bring it back with the picture, the right side of the brain, the picture side of the brain. Uh, imagination. Uh, Genesis chapter 10, 11 rather, is the first metaphysical key given in the Bible in terms of applied metaphysics and the whole earth was one language and of one speech and it came to pass as they journeyed from the East that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there and they said one to another go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly, and they, they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men build, and the Lord said behold the people is one and they have all one language and this they began to do and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do yeah that's the complete science of mind right there nothing that they imagine see okay The key is in imagination. The the basic principle is whatever the mind conceives, the mind will achieve. Uh, Napoleon Hill used the word whatever the mind conceives, the mind can achieve. And, And the key is will. Whatever the mind conceives conception is birth. So, so, if you see it in your mind, if it's active in your mind, it's already born. It's on the way of manifesting on the physical plane. See, Unless you negate it you know, with doubt, with fear, with disbelief. That, that erases whatever psychological assumptions that you make. That's the other law of mind in action. The psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire. The psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire, whatever that desire, that dream, that vision is. By making a correct assumption automatically provides the mental spiritual and physical means to bring that dream desire to fruition. That's how the mind works. That's how God's mind works. That's how our mind works. That's how mind works. Not for good, for evil. That's how it works. Whatever you psychologically assume, you automatically provide the means to fulfill that dream desire, that desire dream nightmare, day dream, night dream. It doesn't matter which one it is. That's why it's important to know what you are thinking and to correct your thinking if it is something you do not want. You see, rather than to say, if, 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 if a nigga robbed me, if, if they uh, carjack me, if they, you're making an assumption, you know, and you create it, then you forget it, then it happens. I knew that was going to happen. I knew it. I told and' Here's a, I, I like love to tell a story. I was in Howard Johnson in Cleveland, Ohio, having coffee. Sunday afternoon, around two, two thirty, after church. And I just got through talking with someone about some part of this metaphysical uh, thinking. Five minutes after I'm sitting in, in runs this overweight white woman, runs into the dining room, place full of black folks, because, you know, it's one of them, after uh, church, if you go to get to dinner, you know. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Nigga snatched my purse. I knew he was gonna do it. <laughs> That's what she said, right there in the dining room. But the key was what she said—that she knew it. She knew it because she had kept assuming, in her own mind, that it was gonna happen. And surely enough, somebody grabbed a damn person and ran. <laughs> you know, you know. It, it's interesting. We need to understand that because this reinforces the intent of divine nature to move us towards self-mastery so that we're not victims of our own mind, you see? Everyone has power. The problem is it gets depleted between affirmation and negation, between faith in oneself and no confidence in oneself a love of oneself and a hatred of oneself. That's divided energy, you see, that that keeps yanking one forward and back, up and down. You know, as long as you're in turmoil to the law of duality, you can't find balance. And it's only in balance where you create, you see. Uh, So, so the the acquiring of self-knowledge allows you to function consciously Methodically to get done that which you are capable of achieving. Without it, you, you're, you're no more than a pawn on your own chessboard. You see, that means somebody else is the king. <laughs> you see, if you're the pawn, you see, someone else is moving your life in your own script, and that that, that does not make for master, able, and noble. M-A-N. And you got to do M-A-N before you can do G-O-D. <laughs> okay. In, in the scripture you're reading, you yes. refer to the east. What does
1: that refer to? I'm glad
0: you asked that. Very good. Inside is the east. The other part is the front of the body is the east. The top of the head is the north. The bottom of the feet is the south. The back of the body is the west. Okay. Very good. I'm glad you're Yes, sir. Okay, we, we, we dealt with Benjamin, son of the right hand, which mm. is a big Masonic uh, symbolism because uh, Capricorn represents and Benjamin represents the Master Mason in Masonic uh, symbology. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to ask you a quick question. Yeah. When we are projecting those negative thoughts, mm-hmm. we immediately should it. Yeah, well, Right, yeah, not, not, not when you get a bunch of them. When you get one, mm-hmm. that's when you can handle it, you know, if it, particularly if it's something that's negating something that you want. I can't, I ain't going to be, I can't afford, I don't know how to, You know, <laughs> now wait a minute, that's wrong. I do know how. I can't afford it. Because you're dealing on the mental plane with mental jewelry, with mental stones of prosperity, but where you're rich. You don't have to go in your pocket for that wealth. It's already on your mental plane. You have to affirm it on the mental plane. And then it manifests somehow on the physical plane. It fits into the meaning and order of your world. How, how you're moving in your life cycle is how you find your keys of prosperity. It may not make any sense to somebody else, because it's not designed for somebody else, it's designed for you. I'd like to tell a story about the brother in Cleveland who prayed for a certain amount of money to buy a church. And one morning the Spirit told him to get up, put on his clothes, and go downtown. You know, he would find his wealth. So he put on his and went downtown, and, you know. And the Spirit told him to go up uh, 9th Street and go up in that alley. So he walked up in the alley and went up in the back there and he stood there. And the Spirit said, now, jump up and down three times and say hallelujah three times. And he jumped up and down. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! You know. And he stood there. You know, and the Spirit didn't say nothing else. You know. and he stood there waiting. After about two or three minutes, he dropped his arm. Devil and tricked me. And we started walking out the alley, and he kicked a brown paper bag, and the money slid out. <laughs> and when he counted it, it was the exact amount of money he had prayed for to buy his church. You know, pure faith, pure confidence, and acting on it. You know, not 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 practical. You know, it didn't make any sense to anybody else. Father told me to. You know, I said, "Shit, I ain't going out buy this bed." <laughs> Yeah, but that's how it happens, you know? So it's important the best thing I've gotten off of television in the last 30 years is one concept: pay attention to yourself. <laughs> Listen to your inner voice. Pay attention to your visions, your dreams, your thoughts. Pay attention we always get guidance. We don't always listen. We don't always do. But we always get guided. We make the mistakes. God doesn't. Affirm the drive towards perfect guidance. It is the best gift a human being can have. to be divinely guided every day means you're not going to make any more mistakes (laughs) if you you, want to know what it really means you see to be divinely guided and listen shows and demonstrates to you first that you know how to succeed and that you are succeeding when you demonstrate that on a consistent level your brain gets the idea of how to succeed and then that it should succeed that it's supposed to succeed when the brain realizes it's perfect that's when you are functioning active God that's the difference between being perfect and not perfect the brain doesn't know it's perfect we keep telling it, it ain't We keep mentioning and affirming the, the, the poverty, the lack, the deficiency, instead of the fullness, the abundance, the greatness, and the power. You see. It's how we are conditioning ourselves, mainly because we get we're getting a lot of help from white boy America here. You know, still thinks blonde straw hair is the best hair in the world which is stupid, but that's his damn problem. D- don't make it yours. You know, and I'm not talking about hair, I'm talking about th- this image of falling into the second-class psyche, you see. Our athletes have demonstrated how to get out of that psyche, by, by expression of their super talent. You know, The thing is to transfer the desire, not the act. We, we don't need 60% of our youth becoming NBA stars, you know. There are other talents and abilities, skills, you know. I mean, you know that, that's the other level we have to learn to think on. We're not doing it. We're not learning to think on different levels. Talent is raw. It's where you direct it, where you connect to. You, know? you, you, you can get a passion for stamps. She didn't find one stamp worth a million dollars. <laughs> what was it? The, the cowboy, the black uh, cowboy's name? B- uh, Buffalo somebody? Bill somebody? Bill. No, not Buffalo Bill. He's Bill. a black, huh? Bill. Right. Th- they printed one, or not one, one sheet of his image on a stamp upside down. Each one of those stamps worth a million dollars. Yeah. Each one of them. Yeah, you yeah, know, you know. I mean, we're in miracle land. You just got to be looking for your miracle. Yeah, we're in miracle. Yeah, this is the greatest money-making country in the world. You know, if you wonder why we got so many damn devils here, <laughs> the devil knows where the money is too. See he's trying to get his, yours, and somebody else's. Okay, we're going to stop there and do uh, about a fifteen-minute. Meditation and, and technique. Uh, Hook that tape up for me, uh, But I'm I'm going to ring the Tibetan bell. I already oh, got it out. Yeah. <clears throat> if you've seen any of my tapes, then you know something about meditation. And uh, the primary purpose of meditation is the process of becoming God. And that's the simplest way to put it. That's what meditation is for. There are a long list of benefits by sitting in the silence. The body gains access to its healing properties from the the crown center and from the medulla oblongata when it opens to let higher energies flow into the body that heal the body. The body gets a chance to correct itself in subtle, small areas that we don't even think about in terms of healing and healing process. You give the nervous system opportunity to rest, conscious rest, instead of subconscious rest, where, uh, for most of us, it is about three hours of still sleep and about five hours of tossing and turning because we're trying to work out anxiety in our sleep, you know, because we don't know how to move it out of the way before we go to, to rest. You know, the more it doesn't sleep, you rest. And, and it means the ability to let your astral brain nervous system rest so that your physical brain and physical nervous system can rest. If, if you're anxious, frustrated, angry on the astral level, your body is not going to rest because you've got to work the stuff out. You know, much of the tossing and turning is this astral impact on the physical body stored up energies in certain parts of the body will will lead to uh, tension. And black folks live in a tense state. They think that's the natural way to live. You know, always tenacious, you know. What? You you know, know, that kind of half ready to fight, half ready to run, you know. So that they don't acquire this flowing rhythm that, that we're born with because of the, the noisy world that <gasps> jaws and shakes and rattles our nervous system and the fact that too many of us don't have the vitamin B level to, to lend itself to a harmonic functioning nervous system uh, If squeaky gym shoes on the sidewalk irritates you if scratching a magazine irritates you that means you're lacking or depleted in vitamin B and that's the first indicator of vitamin B deficiency If sounds, high screeching sounds irritate your nervous system your nervous system is operating on empty you, know, so you need foods would be but the easiest way to supplement is to simply take vitamin Vitamin B complex. It's inexpensive. Niacin is the one that uh, cleans us out and opens the blood vessels, capillaries, aorta, arteries, so that the blood can flow throughout the whole blood vessel systems so it can re-establish harmonic rhythm of the blood. The greatest part of our rhythm is the circular harmonic movement of the blood from crown of head to feet and the, the harmonic expiration inspiration of the breath those are the greatest movements in the physical body if they're out of harmony we're out of harmony and our lives are out of harmony our thinking is out of harmony meditation allows you to re harmonize your instrument but that's that's a, that's a benefit of it it's not the purpose but it's certainly worth it uh, I used to talk about sitting up straight and I don't talk about that anymore because the idea is to relax you know that's it brother sit up straight and they go you know well they are sitting up straight but they add tension. you know you add attention that needs you're tense so the idea is to relax you know. don't, don't slump because you're curving your spinal cord and, and that certainly sends a defeated signal to the subconscious but just relax however you sit comfortably at home sit in your most comfortable chair lean back and relax hands held upward so that you don't subconsciously create tension we do and grab our hands you know squeeze breathing in the nose out the mouth is circular breathing It's one way you re-establish breathing harmony. (sighs) These will give you all the benefit of these since I got them in my pocket here. Take one and put it on your tongue, let it melt, and pass one back to him. Pass it back to him. Now reach in with your thumb. Pull one out. Put it right on your tongue, it'll melt in two seconds. Okay. 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 Open your nose up, nasal passes so that you can breathe. Bring your attention to your heart center, right in the middle of your chest. That's where the heart chakra is. The point of the entrance of perfect love. By your own quiet will, you open your heart chakra because you want it open It is desire and will operative within your body consciousness it's closed out of fear out of anger out of protection out of rejection we open it by our willingness to love the natural state of a man (laughs) close your eyes visualize your heart center and a small red rose in the center of your chest see it slowly opening notice how beautiful it is remember how a rose smells a rose smells The way love feels, love feels the way a rose smells, perfect love, opening like a rose in my heart chakra, growing bigger, more beautiful gradually opening as it opens your heart chakra also opens God and I all one together. God and I all one again. God and I all one again. God and I all one. I feel the light, I see the light, I am the light. Together. I feel the light, I see the light, I am the light. Again. I feel the light, I see the light, I am the light. My Heart is Filled with Perfect Love Together my Heart is Filled with Perfect Love Again my Heart is Filled with Perfect Love Again my Heart is Filled with Perfect Love I am prosperous and successful in all the good that I do. Together. I am prosperous and successful in all the good that I do. Again. I am prosperous and successful in all the good that I do. Again. I am prosperous and successful in all the good that I do. Again, I am prosperous and successful in all the good that I do. Peace and power, and so it is. Together, love, peace, and power, and so it is. Okay, Moors. Another day's work in the house of Solomon. Any questions? Anything that comes to mind? I'm supposed to ask that before meditation because meditation lets everything slide down to the subconscious. The top of the head is the north, the bottom of the feet the south, the front of the body is the east, and inside, the back of the body is west.